Good morning. morning. Y'all are wondering where Tim Hobbs is, aren't you? He went to Texas, as you all know, um, with Susan to see her brother. And while he was there, um, he got pneumonia. Um, He is sick, sick, sick. Um, I texted him this morning, and he said, while the fever is still fairly manageable, although it still spikes, um, he is still coughing his lungs up. So um, please keep him in prayer. I, I, I texted him and I said, you're, you're home, right? Not in the hospital. And he said, thank God, I'm home. Um, so please keep him in your prayers. Um, you will find announcements on the back of your worship uh, bulletin. Um, for those of you who are visiting with us, I'm Mary Rye. I am a member here. I'm also the chaplain at uh, Methodist Hospital. So um, Tim texted me about Wednesday and said, do you have a sermon in the hopper? And, uh, and I said, actually, I'm preaching at the Presbyterian Church next Sunday. So actually, I did have a sermon in the hopper. Um, so you're my practice round for the Presbyterians next week. Thank you. Um, <laughs> You will notice on your um, announcement sheet that deacons will meet this afternoon at 5 o'clock, Christine. Um, Senior Commodity Days is Tuesday, so we will need help gathering the chairs after the worship service. If you don't mind doing that, you'll see the rest of that. Uh, Next Sunday, since it is Father's Day, the women will be feeding the men. Um, Please see Christine Cornelius, Nora Hobson, Sybil, someplace. Um, Florida. Well, all right then. Um, to help with that menu. Um, Mary Dunham has some announcements. And like Mary Rice said, if you're a visitor, I am Mary Dunham, the director of Henderson Christian Community Outreach. I'm going to put that hat on first. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you for all the soap that you uh, donated to us last month. Um, Unfortunately, and I've said this so many times if I speak at Lions Club or Odery and so on, we're the only business that wishes we weren't growing and May was the biggest month we've had so far in the uh, year of 2016. We are only open eight hours a week to help clients in need, but we had um, over 500 clients that come in in May. So we're asking you to please donate deodorant. I know it is a food pantry, but we also feel like it's so important to provide personal care. Last year, I actually spent $36,000 on purchasing food in addition to all the donations and Tri-State Food Bank and Walmart that we receive. Out of that $36,000, $10,900 was for toilet paper, soap, shampoo, dish liquid, and toothpaste. So personal care is just as important as food to feed the hungry. So um, the other thing I wanted to mention... Um, and I don't want to, I never want to put people on the spot, but Jamie has started coming to our church, Jamie Gillette, and Jamie and I go back from when I started at Christian Outreach. Jamie, if you start crying, I'll start crying, and I know this church, and they'll all be crying, and they'll all be crying, so stop. Um, Jamie was at Christian Outreach with Dottie for many years, Dottie Sugg, and Jamie's just one of, one of those people that you just love. Jamie 
put herself through college by working at Henderson Christian Community Outreach. She worked over 900 hours at Christian Outreach in the Ready to Work program, graduated. She is an RN and is just a phenomenal mom, a phenomenal person, uh, very Christ-like, very caring. She needs our prayers and our love right now. Oh, don't you do it. Her mama, Dottie, has worked all her life. In addition to working for Dottie Sugg, her mom is also a Dottie, a different Dottie. But Dottie has worked her entire life, and now Dottie is uh, battling uh, liver disease and is waiting on a transplant for liver. Dottie has moved in with Jamie and uh, Ryan, and they need our help. There's a fundraiser on July 9th for ribs, and we have tickets for the rib sale. They have, Dottie has no disability coming in, no income coming in, and they could certainly use us to all buy uh, tickets for the rib sale. It is July 9th, but you have until the 26th of this month to order them. I'll have tickets, Dot, uh, Jamie, I'll have tickets, and Dottie, is it okay if we leave some tickets out here? So we just all, and I know we will, we're CBC and we come together as a family, so if you can buy a slab of ribs for July 9th, please do so. We love you, Jamie, and we're glad you're here. Thank you, Mary Rod. We ask that you take the um, little red books on the end of the, each aisle and um, give us as much information as you are comfortable giving us so we can have a record of your being here. Um, we are glad that you are here. So um, let us stand and welcome each other um, as we begin our song of gathering. Let us stand and welcome each other.
Thank you. Be seated. Let us pray. Almighty God, will we ever stop? Stop killing and injuring. Stop hating. Stop blaming. Stop seeing the world through my eyes only. Stop turning our back on you. Will we ever stop? We woke up this morning to another mass shooting in Orlando, watching a mother desperately trying to find out if her son is among the 42 injured or the 20 dead. God, If we are sick and angry and heartbroken and sad and tired of all of this hate, I can't imagine how you feel because you do know all of those (coughs) folks involved and you love them all. Help us, God of life and love, to see others as you see them. Help us to be patient enough to listen. Help us to be open enough to help. Help us to be loving enough to make a difference. Because until we are, nothing will change. Grant us wisdom. Grant us courage for the living of these days. Amen.
Y'all sound just like a choir. Morning. 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 Wake up. <laughs> okay, I don't mean to insult your all's intelligence because I know you're not two. But what is this? Say it loud. Butterfly. What do you guys think of butterflies? They're pretty, right? So I wanted to talk about butterflies for a minute today because Marley is not here, but when I saw her at Bible school, I asked her what she thought I should talk about on Sunday. Hey, Gray. Oh, man. And she said nature and God's creation. So I took Marley's idea and decided that we should talk about butterflies. So do you guys know, I was Googling this this morning, that there are over 20,000 species of butterflies. Do you guys know that? And I, I mean, it's Googled, so it could be erroneous, but, you know, it, let's just go with it for now, right? So I was thinking today that we could talk about butterflies. How, do you guys know uh, the, how, what butterflies were before they were butterflies? Anybody know this? Was a butterfly always a butterfly? No, what was it before? Say loud. A caterpillar. Caterpillars ain't that cute, are they? They're kind of ugly. They're little crawly, creepy things. But what do they do? They kind of get in this cocoon type thing, right? And they evolve into this. So I think that I think that's pretty cool that God, all of God's creation is so neat, so intricate, right? God makes this plan to where all these living things just I think it's really beautiful, don't you guys? So I basically, what I, that's kind of what I want to talk about today is how it's cool how, if you, especially in a season, like right now it's summer, so you can go outside and see that things are really living out there, right? You look at the birds, you look at the butterflies, you look at all these things out there. God made all that. So I think that's pretty cool. You guys need to wake up. Do you know that we're going to go outside today and have some donuts? And have a picnic, and we're all going to wear sunscreen, because melanoma is not cute. Okay? So on our way out, we're going to fill up some of these cups with water, because we're going to do some painting out there. And we're going to stop at my car, because there's blankets out there, and our donuts are out there. They're probably melted, but... <laughs> all right, so I, I'm thinking that uh, let's go ahead and pray, and ask God uh, to protect us throughout the week. And does anybody else want to pray? I can help you if you want to come up here. Are you guys scared? Does anybody want to pray? I know you guys can talk. You never stop talking when you're alone with me. (laughs) Don't act all innocent. Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we go throughout our week, um, help us to remember that you are in every living thing around us. And that is so very beautiful. You are in the butterflies. You are in the trees and the grass. And you are with, most importantly, you created us uniquely. And you are within us. So help us throughout the week to 
be safe and to love one another and to remember that you are God and we love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, here's the deal. Quietly, and then we're going to go outside. We got it? Good. Mary, the last report before I left the house, 50 dead, 53 wounded, some critically. The scripture today is Luke 8, 26 through 39. Then they arrived at the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. As he stepped out on land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he did not live in a house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, and for many times it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there on the hillside a large herd of swine was feeding, And the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these, so he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the swineherders saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened, and when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with them, him. But Jesus sent him, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. This is the word of the Lord. Let's stand and sing our offertory.
with me? Lord, you have forgiven us our sins, those we know about and those we do not. You have shown a love for us beyond all understanding, and we praise you and come to worship you today. Help us to forgive our brothers and sisters ourselves, just as you have forgiven us. We praise you for the blessings given to us and for these tithes and offerings. Amen. Thank you, God, for the healing of Chica Crafton. All right. So you've seen the, ti- the sermon title. All right, baby boomers. Sing it with me. I've been to the desert on a horse with no name. It felt good to be out of the rain. You can remember in the desert, you can remember your name, cause there ain't no one for to give you no pain. La 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 it's going to be in your head the rest of the day. You're welcome. 
in the desert, you can remember your name because there ain't no one for to give you no pain. Huh. In his book, Let Me Tell You a Story, Tony Campolo writes, I head up an organization that has created a missionary enterprise in Haiti. Through this enterprise, a network of 85 schools has been established that serves children who would have been reduced to a life that's pretty close to slavery. When I go down there, Campolo says, I usually stay at the Holiday Inn right in the center of Port-au-Prince. Once when I was walking to the entrance of the hotel, I was intercepted by three girls. I called them girls because they were about 15 or 16 years old. The one in the middle said, Mister, for $10 you can have me all night long. I was stunned by what she said. I turned to the girl next to her and asked, Can I have you for $10? She nodded approval. I asked the third girl the same question. She tried to hide her contempt for me with a smile. I said, fine, I've got $30. I'm in room 210. You be up there in half an hour. I'll pay you then, and I want all three of you for the whole night. Those girls' names are nobody cares, so why should I? There was a time in our history, and unfortunately it lingers into today, when AIDS was seen as God's punishment. Folks that had been diagnosed with HIV were held in judgment and contempt. Folks, preachers constantly told us that those with AIDS could not possibly be Christian, that it was a disease sent by God to punish homosexuals, that it would be better just to let them die. People who were gay have been told that they were better off dead than to admit to this most ungodly choice. Their name is Unclean. I watched those Cadillac commercials with Matthew McConaughey. You know the one where he's all dressed up, taking care to put on his good suit and that stiff white shirt and those cufflinks. You can see it in his face that he's getting ready for an evening with somebody special and it's important that he's on top of his game. He climbs into a sparkling, clean, brand new Cadillac Escalade, sets the music just right, and off he goes. I think to myself, wonder what it would be like to be that woman, the one special enough to go to that much trouble for. My dates are usually like the eHarmony commercial where the woman is sitting across the table from the man in a t-shirt and shorts with his hat on backwards, <laughs> watching a sports event on his phone. Things get upended when he jumps up shouting at some play. You can hear the crowd over the phone because the volume's turned up that high. Our name is not worthy. He was, a hom- he was homeless, naked, 
dirty, scary crazy, and alone. The townspeople of Gerasene were so afraid of him that they would tackle him, wrestle him to the ground, chain him up, and put him under guard. He was strong, and on those occasions he could break free. He would run to the solitude of the caves that served as tombs. Did I mention he was alone and scary crazy? His name is Legion. Well, just a few verses before our scripture that Pam read for today, Jesus says to his disciples, let's just go to the other side of the lake. Well, okay, Jesus. And then on the way, they run into a storm that nearly knocks them into next week, and Jesus is sleeping through the whole thing in the back of the boat. They wake him up. He calms the storm and then faces the disciples to ask, Where's your faith, boys? Where's your faith? Luke tells us when they hit land after this, go to the other side of the lake stormy, where is your faith, boys, boat ride, they end up in the land of the Gerasenes. Okay. Well, as it happens, the city of Gerasene is Gentile country. Evidently, they veered way off course because no self-respecting Jewish rabbi would take his band of followers into Gentile country on purpose. There they were, enemy territory, Gentile land with pigs and unclean people and sin. And then... Jesus gets out of the boat. No, Jesus, no. Didn't you see that sign back there that said, Welcome to Jersey? We have crossed the border. Wait, what are you doing? What do you want from me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you not to torture me. Well, there they were, standing in front of this naked, dirty, scary, crazy man who obviously knows who Jesus is because he calls him by name and knows that he's the son of the Most High God. Wow. Didn't we say we were in Gentile land? And Jesus asked him, what is your name? Really? You want to know his name? Jesus, did you miss the part that he's buck, naked, stinky, dirty, and scary crazy? (laughs) My name is Legion. What did he say his name was? John, Bob, Sam, George, Legion. My name is Legion. What kind of name is Legion? I've heard of parents naming their kids some really goofy names like Lamangelo and Orangelo, North, Kanye West, son's name's North West, Rain, Moon Unit, Baby Boomers, don't you remember? Moon Unit, Zappa, but Legion? I am Legion, for we are many. 
And this is the moment that we realize the man Jesus is talking to has no name. What we know is he's naked, homeless, dirty, scary enough to warrant chains, guards, and isolation. Since he's outside the city of Gerasene, we most likely know he's Gentile. What What we know is his name is Legion. What we know is their name is Nobody Cares, Not Worthy, Unclean. What else do we need to know? You've seen it on Facebook and in the news, the story of the woman raped in the back alley of the fraternity house by a member of the Stanford University swim team. Her name is, went to a frat party with my sister, drank too much, trusted too much, passed out, will never be the same rape victim. His name is frat boy, partier, athletes get away with stuff. Dad is no adult himself, drunken idiot, rapist. Oh yeah, Brock Turner, he's that Stanford swimmer rape guy. The woman, still don't know her family name, but she's the victim of the Stanford swimmer rape guy. What else do we need to know? You know... Jesus is just a curious man. Some might call him a bit nosy. He has this tendency to look past where we tend to stop. First impressions are quite powerful, you know. What is it that you've always been told? You never get a second chance to leave a first impression. Oprah Winfrey and Maya Angelou says, when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. So Jesus, what's up with this second look thing? Hmm. The woman at the well. The ten men with leprosy. Hmm. The lame man he, by the healing pool, pool in Bethesda. Pontius Pilate. The thief on the cross next to Jesus. Mary Magdalene. Zacchaeus. Levi, the tax collector turned Matthew, the disciple, saw the zealot turned Paul, the apostle, the apostle, the street beggar in front of Walmart, the alcoholic druggie, the chronic liar, the short-tempered one, the lazy, stupid one, legion, me. When Jesus encountered this man, legion, He knew there was way more to this man than what was in front of him. Jesus had to get close enough to get past all the screaming and hollering and stuff that first impressions are made of. Jesus saw the man. For the first time in this man's life, someone saw past the demons, the insecurities, the failures, the weaknesses, the sins, someone saw past Legion and loved him enough to change his name. 
dressed and in his right mind. Here sits this man at the feet of Jesus, carrying on a normal conversation, dressed and in his right mind. Wow. Talk about the world's best shower. So all is right with the world. We can all go back to normal. Great way to end a story, right? Nope. Luke then tells us those who had seen it told the people how the demon-possessed man had been cured. Then all the people of the region of Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them because they were overcome with fear. These people held on to their names, afraid. They asked Jesus to leave. Some of us will be tempted to hold on to our names, too, because we have long believed what our cultures teach. I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not good-looking, skinny, rich, powerful, smart. I'm not enough. I met a man the other day who told me that he really wanted a relationship with Jesus and to be baptized, but he needed to clean up some stuff first. He was a kind, gentle man with a wife of 30 years who loved him, but he, he was convinced he wasn't enough yet. Jesus looks this man whose name was Legion dead in the eyes and tells him that he is worth it. Jesus looks at us dead in the eyes and tells us that we are God's beloved children, forgiven of our sins, healed of our disappointments, blessed with an open future. Tony Campolo rushed to his room, room 210, called the concierge desk and asked for every Walt Disney cartoon video they had, anything Disney. Then he called the hotel restaurant and asked if they made banana splits. He wanted three. Now make that four with extra everything. Within the half an hour, the videos came, the banana splits came, the three girls came. They sat on the edge of the bed, ate their banana splits, and watched Disney videos until they fell asleep across the bed. And for one night, their names were changed from nobody cares to, huh, somebody really does care. When we were courageous enough to see past the HIV, learn past the symptoms, support those affected by AIDS, one grandmother said, my grandson has AIDS, and this is the first time I've been able to talk about it, because up until now, I was made to feel ashamed of him. Another big old redneck guy said, I don't know anything about this gay stuff. All I know is that when people are sick, we're supposed to take care of them. And that's because Christians love everybody. And their names have been changed from unclean to welcomed. There are those of us who may not have 
had the Matthew McConaughey commercial experience yet. Ah, the power of yet. We have learned that there are worse things than being single. Our names have been changed from not worthy to, oh, yes, we are. Above all the voices that will try to change your name, there is a still, small, yet mighty voice of the one that will cross the stormy lake, cross powerful boundaries, and even cross your own legion-filled notions to call us by our true name, beloved child of God. Amen. Let us stand. As you go from this place, go with your true name, beloved child of God. Amen. Amen.